Today on Writers Get Animated, steal from the best yourself. We're talking about DuckTales and Tailspin and when they have the exact same plot. Stay tuned. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated. I'm Chris Leva. And I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And today we're talking about an episode of DuckTales and an episode of Tailspin. But really, it's the same episode. But we're deciding who wore it better. Is it a better episode of DuckTales or was it a better episode of Tailspin? So why would they want to use the same plot that they had already used before? I mean, when I'm writing, I like to look back at old ideas that maybe I could do better. But then again, none of my things have been on broadcast TV. Right. <laughs> hmm, this episode of DuckTales. Let's see if we could do it better as an episode of Tailspin. It, it just, um, it, I'm I would not say, sure what they were thinking. I think they proved that hypothesis, though. So, well, <laughs> let's take a look at this. They, they have, there's an episode of DuckTales, season three, episode two, Allowance Day. And there's Tailspin, Season 1, Episode 38, The Time Bandit. Um, and they do have the same plot. Mm -hmm. Like the same... And not just like an outline. Like the same plot, the same twists. Right. The same... Well, not the same racist stereotypes of another country, but they right. both have a stereotype of another country. It's very, very... They, at least they didn't copy and paste dialogue from one to the other. They both have pop song references, though. They do. They do. You're right. It's not the same dialogue, but it's like the same manufactured joke. It's like JokeBot38 <laughs> wrote a different version of this punchline. <laughs> now, if we look at what, what happens in this plot, should we start with the plot of DuckTales and then say how it changed for Tailspin? Or should we just say this generic plot? I think we could do it. Yeah, let's do a generic plot. So let's just say you have a character. Or characters. Or characters, multiple characters, who want something. They want something that costs money. Mm -hmm. It's like, hmm, I really need this, but it costs some money that I don't have. Mm -hmm. But there's a promise of money. Mm -hmm. There's... An allowance day, or maybe it's payday coming up. You go, oh, I need that. That thing happens on Friday, but I won't get the money until Saturday. What can I do to get me the money now? And then they elaborately trick the person who has the money into giving them the money now by making that person believe that. It is, in fact, Saturday on Friday. Both done through the use of a radio show. And the cunning manipulation of ripping off calendar pages mm -hmm. to reveal the next day. I feel like they do reference this, though, because they each get the same newspaper, like the same city's newspaper. <laughs> right. It's so... <laughs> Uh, they do. Uh, they get paper mache on the one date that on the front page 
not that the date is referenced on any other page of the newspaper ever. At least they got that one covered because mm-hmm. that's all anyone looks at is the front page, and then you know Scrooge is going to Financial Times, and it's it's a it's a kids show. Anyway, kids look at the front page of the newspaper. So then, once they are able to get the money, this has cascaded into the whole world believing. That it's no longer Saturday, that it is, or that it's no longer Friday. I'm getting confused. It's no longer Friday. It is Saturday. Maybe not the whole world, but either the whole world or a portion of the world. Believing that, okay, it is Saturday, which causes lots of problems because other things had Friday deadlines and the whole world is going mad for certain people. Yeah. And then... There's one way to prove it. We need to somehow prove that this was all just a bad prank. Maybe if there were some... Well, you skipped a part. Oh, did I skip a part? You have to prove it's a prank to save the character who was in charge of the money from a firing squad in another country. That's correct. Yes, (laughs) that person somehow, because of debts or other things, ends up being sentenced to death in another country. And the only way to save them is to prove... That it is, in fact, Friday and not Saturday. Now, if only there were a way to definitively prove, since all the world and the uh, media and everybody believes that it's now Saturday, how do you tell that it's actually Friday? What if there were some sort of, uh, what is that called? Astronomical? Astrono- that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Some sort of astronomical event happening on Friday that would prove if, if we saw that event that it would in fact be Friday. But twist, it's cloudy where they are. So you can't see the event. So you must mount a snowplow on an airplane. To clear the clouds to see the astronomical event. So that way, prove that it's Friday, thereby fixing everything. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just a generic plot that we're throwing out yeah. there. Yeah. Totally, totally uh, not based on anything. So let's, let's start with DuckTales, because that's where things started. Mm-hmm. Some of this story was conceived through the Scrooge McDuck series, comic series by um, Carl Barks, uh, Wishing Stone Island, where Huey, Dewey, and Louie convinced Donald to do something by getting a fake radio show to broadcast on the radio and Donald to believe something else other than that. So they're manipulating him, and then they feel bad because there are major repercussions for Donald acting on this new information from this fake radio show. So... We get DuckTales. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Huey, Dewey, and yes, in fact, also Louie, are looking for a new scooter. And they want to buy this scooter mm-hmm. uh, for $30. Which, I don't know what world they live in, where Duckburg is, but even with inflation, $30 on sale for a scooter, that's a steal. Yeah, that's why they they can't believe it. That's something Macklemore would write a song about. So they they need that money. Problem is, it's Thursday. They're a little bit short. They're and the sale ends. The sale ends on Friday. 
So the last day to take part in this huge event is Friday. So they need the money on Friday, but their allowance day is Saturday. And that's the only way they can get money. And they try to convince Scrooge to say, can we get it early? And he says, no, he never advances. He never advances money. Mm -hmm. Which is in character. It is totally in character. I feel like they should have fought a little harder. Like This would save us money to get this scooter. Yeah, they just didn't use the right tactics. Right. And he said, well, there'll be another sale, which is true. At some other point, there may be another sale where it might be well, $20. Because maybe then the new model scooters will come out. And then this scooter would be even cheaper. Mm-hmm. So The Scooter 7. Yeah, the Scooter 7. Without a lightning jack. you know, Or only with a lightning jack at that point. <sighs> lightning stripes. That's what yeah. I mean. Lightning. Yeah, that's yeah all with, the word, with the word jack on the lightning stripes. Yes, that's what I mean. I'm not talking about anything else. Um, now, with so and they get the idea to convince Scrooge that it's going to be Saturday by while he's asleep, going into his room, going to everywhere in the house, and flipping all the paper calendars to the next day, um, crossing out the date on calendars where you have x's this this plot would not necessarily work in a digital age so no. we're lucky that it's the, their time period that they're in right now in the 90s where we could or the late 80s where we could be <laughs> manipulative on paper mm-hmm. and that's where the sole place where somebody keeps their um their their date and their calendar and so they're just crossing everything out and they also change out his, his large folder labeled Friday for a folder labeled Saturday. Cunning. Because Scrooge McDuck has business meetings on Saturday mornings. Yeah, that says a lot about Scrooge, that he would be sitting down with his people on a Saturday morning. You'd think if he wanted to save money, wouldn't pay people to work on Saturday. You would think so. The, now, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are also very cunning because they have also show Saturday morning cartoons They've recorded Saturday morning cartoons, not probably for this purpose, but just because they're awesome. <laughs> and they watch Saturday morning cartoons. So Scrooge is like, oh my gosh, there are cartoons only on Saturday. That only works at that time period as well, because that's only when... Actually, that would be difficult for a Disney afternoon show to, to show that cartoons are only happening on a Saturday. Moving on. Dramaturgical issue. <laughs> Number, dramaturgical issue number four, (laughs) so far. Um, So at that point, Scrooge wakes up, believes that it's Saturdays, you know, has his doubts because that's missing a whole day. Mm -hmm. You would, I feel like he, he didn't get drunk or drugged or anything like that. He, he just says like, oh, it's kind of fuzzy. I don't remember. I don't remember Friday. So then he just goes on his life believing that it's Saturday. One of my issues with this plot, and it's true in both episodes, is the people who believe it's Saturday to verify that it is indeed Saturday ask the people who have the stakes in it being Saturday what day it is. True. And not someone else. He goes, he goes up to his nephews and asks, what day is it? It's Saturday. Oh, okay. Right Here's your money. <laughs> Here's your money. Go buy your scooter. Um, And in his conference call, Scrooge talks to his workers and 
they're all convinced because they don't want to be it's like the emperor's new clothes at this point where no one wants to say that it's actually friday then it if scrooge is saying that it's saturday it must be so that has repercussions so they all go back to their respective factories and office buildings and just say look it's saturday now you all missed out on friday it's saturday mm -hmm. and then because of that it gets back to everywhere else in the meantime, Scrooge has sent Fenton Crackshell, his accountant, also who ends up being, spoiler alert, dot, dot, Gizmo Duck. <gasps> I, I wanted to give time because usually you can't, if they didn't want to hear the spoilers. So Fenton Crackshell. Yes, I'll just pause the podcast and not keep listening. I just wanted to give a moment. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So he sent Fent Fenton Crackshell to the Banana Republic. Mm -hmm. That's not the clothing not store. Not the clothing store, but the Although actual, I would watch that episode. Actual place, Banana Republic, led by a very bad um, Fidel Castro-ish kind of character. Yeah. Very messy and slightly racist. And Launchpad McQuack's Spanish at one point. Yeah. I think I that part's kind of fuzzy. <laughs> like Friday. Like Friday. <laughs> uh, so we have those two guys, uh, Fenton, going off to sign a lease on a factory or to sign an extension of the lease. It's due on Friday. And if he doesn't do it by Friday, the factory... I think it's a it's a banana factory. It's a banana flake factory for cereal. That's right, it's brand flake cereal. Uh, we'll go back to the dictator, mm -hmm. and he doesn't want that to happen, so he sends Fenton out. But somehow, word's gotten back to the Banana Republic, and it's he says, "No, it's Saturday." Everybody says it's Saturday, so sorry, it's yeah, Saturday. Mr. Lease, Mr. Lease. And Fenton just goes crazy, like, I'm here, and I'm supposed to, it's Friday. What are you talking about? It's not Saturday. But and in the meantime, also, Huey, Dewey, and Louie have gone to buy the, the scooter and discovered that the sale has ended because it's now Saturday. Right. And they've kind of screwed themselves out of what they wanted in the first place and learned nothing from this, and the plot of the episode continues without focusing on them at all. Right. Because now we just have to, Scrooge gets on the phone with Fenton, like, why didn't you sign the lease? And it's like, it's Friday. And then Scrooge says, wait a minute, you're right. Yesterday was Thursday. <laughs> and the, the biggest turnaround, like, oh, I, I, all I needed to do was talk to another adult mm -hmm. and listen to that adult and go, wait a minute. And then he hops on a plane to the Banana Republic to argue his case ends up being very rude to the dictator, grabs him, gets sentenced with assault against the dictator, sentenced to firing squad where they will uh, get shot. Shoot cannonballs. Yeah, they will get shot. Yeah, this is important, specifically cannon. cannonballs. Mm -hmm. So they uh, get lined up, and the Junior Woodchuck guidebook, guidebook which Huey, Dewey, and Louie have, lets them know that on Friday, there will be a banana eclipse. So there'll be an eclipse of the sun in the shape of a banana. And thankfully, if they could just prove to the dictator that it's Friday because of the eclipse, 
then he will let Scrooge and Fenton go. But it's cloudy. It's so very cloudy. Um, so what are they going to do? How are they going to show them this event if it's cloudy? I don't know, Chris. How will they survive? So I suppose that they have someone who flies a plane. So they get launch pad to get part of a plane with uh what is that called uh snow shovel yeah snow shovel essentially attached to the front of the plane to shovel away the different clouds but there ends up being one cloud left right where this astronomical right. event is going to i don't know why they didn't clear off the part where the sun is first and then move on to the rest of the sky um and then fenton has to turn into gizmo duck to save themselves when the cannons are fired so he can catch the cannonballs and then he can jump in and fly be shot towards the last cloud grab the last cloud thereby revealing the eclipse mm -hmm. saving the lives of scrooge and himself and I have a couple issues with this episode as far as like logic goes. Like after Gizmo Duck uh, appears and stops the cannonball firing squad, the dictator says, okay, you can live, but I still have the factory. Like what, how did this change the stakes if they get to live? Right. Like, can you not reload the cannons? No. And fire again? They had, a, they had their one shot and they yeah. threw it away. Yeah. They, never mind, I'm not going to say it. They threw uh, away their shot. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> And Huey, Dewey, and Louie come clean very easily when they can no longer get what they want. It's like, oh, yeah, we tricked you. Sorry. And they come along to help sign the factory, but by helping, they're well, no, watching they through a window. They sneak in. That's what happens. They, they're they still being sneaky. Mm -hmm. They they hide out in the plane because he's like, no, you can't help me any more than you already have. Thank you so much. You stay here. And then, in true Huey, Dewey, and Louie fashion, they hide in the plane and end up in the Banana Republic. Mm -hmm. The country, not the store. Yeah. I just want to keep making sure that we're making that a point. I would watch that episode. And the Tailspin <laughs> remake where they go to the Gap. <laughs> uh, I think my other, like, logic problem with this episode is at one point Fenton says, I've heard of leap years, but leap days? Shh. Like, but there are leap days. <laughs> like, it's a punchline that doesn't work because it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's really... It really is a nice worst-case scenario for what this would mean if people started believing that it's a new day and all the ramifications. And they do explore that really well. I love the airport bit and the news are broadcasting people trying to board the Friday and Saturday plans are having fights at the airport. Because the Friday people are there and the Saturday people are like, uh, no, it's Saturday. Yeah, like they, they do explore all of this and I give them credit for that. I do generally like this plot a lot. I like the second draft a lot better. So let's move to that. <laughs> so they did this as a somewhat successful episode of DuckTales. And they tried again in Tailspin. So with Tailspin, here's 
Here's where we get Baloo at Louis. So Baloo the bear, the pilot mm-hmm. from the Jungle Book, who's now a pilot in the, in the 20s. And King Louis is now king of a bar? Yeah, he has a bar called Louis um, in the middle of the ocean somewhere on an island. Yeah. I'm unclear he, as to where they are. The, I think it's Florida. Yeah. He's having a, he's having <laughs> a party on Friday. And there's there's a cover charge and things and Blue doesn't have any money. But he will have money on Saturday when it's payday, which is already a lot more believable than just not getting paid allowance on time. Correct. Good job already. So, <laughs> fixed it. Uh, Hashtag fixed it. So he needs to convince um, Rebecca that his boss at Hire for Hire that he that it's Saturday, that it's payday, so he can go. Now I think this plot works a lot better um, as Tailspin because of the time period. Mm-hmm. We're in 1920s. It feels 1930s ish. Yeah. I would say 30s, probably. But closer. we still have Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Um, and they live in a sectioned-off city of Cape Suzette, which is very close to Crepe Suzette. But they live in, <laughs> they live in Cape Suzette. Are you getting hungry, Chris? I think so. Cape <laughs> Suzette, where there's cliffs that block out people from... So they block out the air pirates, so the air pirates can't make it through the huge cliffs to get to the city that's ensconced in these beautiful, you know, idyllic area. And they they have one mode of radio. So Baloo convinces the radio host that um, he will go on a date with her if she does a Saturday broadcast on Friday to help him convince his boss that it's, which is a little bit more believable than the DuckTales version because DuckTales essentially Huey, Dewey and Louie some like hack into the radio. Yeah. And it's just, just their voice. It's just their voices going and now the news, the weather, uh, it'll be the same as yesterday, which was Friday. And it, so it's yeah. just really, really bad. So, Scrooge should have been like, uh, I know it's you, kids. Mm. I, I know your voices because the three of you have the same one. <laughs> <laughs> so I know your voice. <laughs> so that should have been his clue number one. So right away, we're also getting very believable because Baloo is getting the actual radio person. And this is much more in his character as well and the way he goes about this. Like, Baloo's cutting corners. The, the plot, the arc of the episode is about he cuts corners. That's exactly what he does to get his job done. And his plot does not fall off halfway through the episode. It carries the whole thing. Mm-hmm. His character arc. So where he learns not to cut corners by cutting corners. He gets into massive trouble. He go, goes to get paid because now he's broken it. <laughs> this is tr- problematic, but it's in character. Where Because Huey, Dewey, and Louie live with Scrooge, they can go in through and change all the calendars. Baloo, on the other hand, does not live with Rebecca. So he has to use a screwdriver to break into her apartment. So he goes to her apartment at night 
breaks in while she's sleeping while she's sleeping goes, goes into her bedroom goes into her bedroom changes her calendar kit cloud kicker his his friend is just like i think this is going too far i think we should not do this the voice of reason and blue say no it's just a trick i think if people watch this episode 20 years from now they might be kind of creeped out by it i think i was still creeped out by it <laughs> like even now I had major, major problems with that happening. Major problems? Hello, major problems, sir. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm distracted. And they go to the Russia knockoff country. Yes. Oh, oh, actually, I forgot something. They do squeeze in a bit about a comet early on in the episode. You're right. Instead of there suddenly being an eclipse happening on Friday to prove that it's the right day, they mention, oh, we're looking forward to this comet happening tomorrow. Like one of the first lines of the episode. Is that a comet is coming on Friday. Yeah. Which is a little bit better than an eclipse because everybody could see a comet. Yeah. And that's a that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And not like an eclipse like... I do have a problem with a comet happening on just one day. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it, it, it went by really fast. Yeah. It was and a, really close to the Earth. It was a fast comet. Everyone that that was a flyby. It. That was a near um, extinction event is what happened. <laughs> It, yeah, it it changed the the lighting in every area. So that was just a <laughs> thank goodness they survived. The plot is really like, how do we cope with this possibly going extinct by <laughs> wasting our day? We're one day closer to the end, literally. <laughs> but uh, it falls apart very quickly for Blue because when he goes to get paid. I love, this is one thing that I like that the writers did at this point. Baloo goes to collect his money. So it's Saturday and it's like, I'm ready to get my money. And so she pays him. She's like, okay, well, did you deliver the telescopes to this place? Myopia. To myopia <laughs> for the comet. And he's like, uh, no, I didn't. She's like, that was due on Friday. That was yesterday. You didn't do your yesterday stuff. He's like, well, did you and did you make the delivery to Thembria, which is the Russia knockoff? Yeah, full of just warthogs, <clears throat> like you do. And he's like, no, I didn't deliver them to. And so she just gets upset with him, takes the money back because she's not going to pay him if he now has two days worth Friday and Saturday deliveries to do because he didn't do his deliveries on Friday. So major repercussions for it being a day later, but nothing changed. Mm-hmm. So now he's in trouble. And they do the other country thinking it's another day much better because in this crazy dictatorship that hates capitalism as they established through dialogue, <laughs> like, oh, we wish we had the idea to skip a day to not pay the people. And so the country adopts the fact that it's now Saturday, Saturday. instead of Friday, which it works much better than the whole world going like, oh my gosh, it's Saturday. Right, and uh, they have Colonel Spigot. Nozzle. Drain pipe. <laughs> Faucet. Faucet. I never understood those jokes as a kid because I didn't understand what a spigot was. <laughs> it's not until now that I'm like, oh, I see. I'm like, nozzle? That doesn't even sound like the word spigot. How are they calling him nozzle? But that is funny. Um, <laughs> so Colonel Spigot figures, here's the radio show, which is forbidden 
in in Thembria to listen to outside radio broadcasts. You can only listen to the radio broadcast from the quote unquote the state. Um, so they listen to the show from Cape Suzette and find out that it's Saturday or that they're pretending that it's Saturday. But thankfully, they can skip ahead, skip payday for the people on Friday, and move right to Saturday, saving money and yeah, you know, getting but a lot of people not to get paid. I am unclear on how they get the radio show in Vembria. There's only like three frequencies. I don't know how close they are to Cape Suzette. I'm... Geography is a little difficult. <laughs> there are no satellites. A problematic. They have yeah. internet radio. Yeah. With Juliet Nuga. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it does work a little better because the country makes that decision to make it Saturday. Yeah. And they have a reason to make it Saturday. So everyone now has a nice um, selfish reason for it to be Saturday and they all act on it. Mm-hmm. And the only person who doesn't have a selfish reason for it to be Saturday is the one person who gets messed with, mm-hmm. which is Rebecca. So they somehow let Baloo and Kit go, but she being the boss gets the full blame for having missed the delivery on Friday and is now in Thembrian airspace on Saturday without a Saturday passport. Which is a thing, apparently. Which is a thing. And they're going to execute her by firing squad, where they visually up the ante and saying, look at what we do bigger than DuckTales. And the firing squad this time is by tanks. Yes. And then they're going to hang her afterward. So they they put a noose around her neck as well, just to be thorough. (laughs) They like to be thorough. I call it excessive, but they call it thorough. (laughs) Cruel and unusual is what I would have said. <laughs> that, that as well. That is another <laughs> few words to describe that. Um, but, and at this point, they plop a snow shovel on the... the What's the name of the airplane? The Sea Duck. The Sea Duck. I think I called it the Sea Deck in my notes. <laughs> the Sea Duck. Um, and they shovel the clouds out of the sky. Yes. Okay. And then waterboard the clouds no no true to his name he kicks the clouds he's kick cloud kicker so he's kicking the clouds on his the coolest the coolest thing in any disney tv show which is his like surfboard that is the coolest thing because it comes out in one piece and then he like whips it out okay you haven't seen enough gargoyles recently there are cooler things there really than his than his cloud wake board yeah. That just like pops out and it's like metal and... The robot gargoyles that Xanatos makes have the same thing for their wings when they fly. And they just go whoosh and pop out the exact same way. So they stole it from Kit Cloud Kicker. They've stolen his technology. Perhaps. To build gargoyle robots. Perhaps. And he just like jumps on it and it flies. Oh. I don't think a piece of metal would fly. Probably. It glides. I don't think it would... He's not the Hobgoblin. That would be a different show. <laughs> hey, Disney owns Hobgoblin now, so maybe. Oh, yeah, that's true. Cloud Kicker versus Hobgoblin. The remake. My one big issue character-wise with this episode is they trick an old woman out of her home to get the Sea Duck back. 
because they've converted the airplane into an apartment. One of my favorite it's moments. It's been confiscated, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite line spoilers is, we have to find the sea duck before it goes condo. Like, <laughs> here are the stakes, and they're ridiculous, and then we roll with it. Um, but there's an old woman living in this plane now, and they trick her out of her home and leave her in, like, this snow-covered, desolate wasteland all alone. Here's the thing. What was she living in before the sea duck came? Because maybe she's slightly better off. There was a graveyard of airplanes. So maybe. So what was she living in? That she moved into this one. Now she, probably another airplane. She can move back in with her family in the. What if someone else lives in that one? Well, somebody probably did. There's, there'll be another plane. <laughs> there are more planes than that sky. <laughs> or ground. I I think it was a really nice. It, it works better because of the world structure of Tailspin. Yes. Lent itself towards that plot better in terms of being able to convince people that it was a different day mm-hmm. and uh, the other country making the decision to make it another day. I think. These cartoon talking animals did this plot in a more realistic way. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But I also think that because Baloo carried it with his character through the entire episode that's why i like that's what made it stronger for me i think blue as a character would have done that whole thing and live it through like you said would not let it down would not let it die through the whole thing that he was forced to um but he was also forced to um what am i trying to say pay for his actions yes huey dewey and louie at the end of that episode of ducktales they're like, hey, you know, that was crazy that we did all that, but wait a minute, it's Saturday, isn't it? It's like, yeah. It's like, can we have our allowance? Sure. And then gives them their allowance. A, a second g- time. A second time. They're like, wait a minute. Oh, you kids. Yeah. So they win doubly. Mm-hmm. They still don't get their scooter, but. Their $30 scooter. Their $30 scooter, but they still win. I'm sure they can afford it with twice as much allowance. Scrooge is going to get that back, though. He's not going to let that down. The way he is about the dime yeah. that Fenton uses to make a phone call to save their lives to That's a good character call a gizmo moment. duck suit, I think that he's going to find a way to get his money back for those kids. I think that's a plot that we don't want to watch because that would be horrifying. <laughs> dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. I will get my money back. You couldn't oh, see what I just did. It was a gesture that was a of gesture. The, the lighting narrowing on a character's I eyes. I wasn't able to do the Scottish. I will get my money back. I still don't think that you did the Scottish. I know. That was, that was almost Mike Myers. That was almost Shrek. <laughs> Sorry, Scrooge. Do you um, have a favorite moment from one of these two episodes? My favorite moment was the... Does anybody really know what day it is? Does anybody really care? The Chicago reference? The Chicago reference. Which they turn into an Annie reference in the next episode of Tailspin. <laughs> I, I did enjoy that, that reference. I, I laughed at that one. Does anybody really know what day? I did too. Does anybody really care? Besides the condo line, for me, it was also Tailspin. Uh, you'll get a fair trial and then you'll be shot. Like, this is very Kafka, and I love it. Thank you, Tailspin, for going highbrow. <laughs> it was it was very... Uh, you get to see the inner workings, so you don't have to make 
the thing that works about Thembria is that they are established characters. Oh, okay. So that is an established country with an established relationship with established rules. Unlike the Banana Republic... With Emperor Chiquita or whatever his name is. Right. With uh, Colonel Chiquita or Gen- General Chiquita. General Chiquita. Um, being in charge of the Re- Banana Republic for one a one-off episode with just random banana jokes... That's a big difference because they used a characters and world that they already had established in the world of Tailspin as opposed to DuckTales making up this threat randomly because they needed a different country that would shoot somebody for being there. Oh, is this? Hang on. Okay, this is episode 38 of season one of Tailspin. Yes. I thought it was episode eight for some reason. No, no, 38. I was confused if they were actually established or not. No, they were established. They were. Okay. They were established. I don't know my chronological order for Tailspin. That's all right. Okay. That's all right. I'm slightly fuzzy on Tailspin a little bit. Like Friday. A little bit. Like Friday. Not the film, but the day. The day itself, Friday. Mention us online. Or the, the Hashtag, like Friday. <laughs> So, <laughs> I I think are we gonna? I don't I don't think we need a vote because I think it came out pretty clear that Tailspin wore this plot better. Yeah, you should watch it and let us know. But Chris and I both agreed Tailspin wore it better. And the nice thing is these two episodes had not been released on DVD, but they are available on iTunes mm-hmm. right now. They just got released on iTunes. Um, in the past few months. So you can actually go out and get collections of Tailspin and collections of DuckTales, and these are among those collections. So now you can actually watch them. Huzzah! And there was much rejoicing. And there was much rejoicing. We will have links. (laughs) Do we need to say anything else today? Yes. We have something yes. very important to say. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to say about No, I'm good. I'm We're good. good. We're spun out? Yes. Okay. We've fully spun the tail. For homework time, there's no homework. We are going to take a little hiatus. We'll be back Friday, August 5th with a new episode. Um, we're going to take a couple weeks off and enjoy your time. It's going to be good. Is this? Are we going to call this... Season one. Yeah, this is our final state. Yeah, we'll say this. Our season finale. Season finale. Season one, Writers Get Animated. I know it's not like traditional season delineations, but you know. I don't know. 33 episodes is pretty good for season one. That's pretty good. So August 5th, we'll be back with more new episodes. Thank you, as always, to our engineer, Nigel Coutinho. Thank you, Nigel. Our music for season one and presumably season two, Jacob Reed. And you can find us on the web. We'll still be active on the web on Twitter at WG Animated. If you want to tweet to us, show ideas. Uh, we have done some shows that have some great ideas. Um, some people gave us our gender episode mm-hmm. and some other fun things, the wheel of crossovers, and other fun stuff that we've got from feedback. So send us ideas, shows that you want us to explore and talk about. If you, there are other Tailspin episodes that have DuckTales plots, I think there might be. We'll figure it out. But yeah. find us on Twitter, WG Animated. On Facebook, 
facebook.com slash wganimated and writersgetanimated.tumblr.com for any show notes. You want to do it in unison? Sure. Good night, night everybody. everybody. I felt weirdly final. Oh, goodness. It's the end of season one. I know, but it felt more final than that. Could have ended on a cliffhanger.